All right. We are here again at the HAZ podcast. Thank you for tuning in again. Uh, this is our, th- is it our third episode? It's our fourth. It's our fourth episode. I'll cut that out. This is our fourth episode. This is our fourth episode. Keep that in. <laughs> We are here again, the HAZ podcast. Welcome back. This is our fourth episode. Uh, I hope that you're liking what you're seeing, the material we're pushing out. So uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. It's movementyouthmvmntyth underscore mn. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and as of late, YouTube. So don't forget to like, subscribe. Uh, say something in the comments section if you have a prayer request or just give a shout out, uh, you know, comment something. So thanks for joining us today. We're going to be talking about true identity. What is true identity? How do we come into it? How does it come to our lives? How do we discover it? What is true identity? What do you guys think? I am still looking for my identity, not going to lie. It's okay, Mike. Thanks. Yeah. Right. No, meaning like I don't know. I mean, this is a different type of day. So true identity. So what was the question again? Um, what is true identity? How do you define it? Um, how do you discover it? How you define it? That's a good question. Well, true identity is when you're comfortable of being who you are without anybody's judgment or anybody's say to it. Let's just say that you are comfortable mismatching things like color-wise, mismatching socks, and somebody points it out. And instead of you feeling embarrassed, just play it out. I mean, I just, just have no time. And how do you find it? It's basically in prayer. Uh, you just pray about it. Talk to God. And uh, it doesn't come like from day and night. It's just mm-hmm. battle and obstacles that we might be in. Okay. Nice. Deep. It's true. A lot of truth to that. Anyone else? What, what better way to understand who you are than to go to the person who created you? Okay. The person that created you. So would you guys say that can you find identity outside of your creator? Absolutely. You can. Okay. You don't think so? All right. Tell us why, why don't you think we can find identity outside of our creator? So I think you cannot find your identity outside of your creator because um, I'm going to use an analogy. I make ceramics and ceramic pieces out, like pottery and stuff like that. So when I'm making something, I know exactly what it took to make it, what it is, and what it identifies. Like if it's a cup, I know it's a cup. But to someone else's eyes, it may not be a cup. It's like, oh, this is something else, and I'm going to call it a bowl. And if I let that person say, this, that, that bowl, I'm like, that's cool, but it's a cup. 
that's not a bowl, it's a cup, you know, and it's supposed to work as a cup. And it's the same thing with God. If you don't have a relationship with God or if you don't know God and you're looking for identity outside of God, you're going to find identity in a person who doesn't know you as much as God does because God created you inside and out. Every part of you, every particle, every atom, everything. So he knows who you are before anyone else that gets to know you knows who you are. So I don't think so. Okay. Okay. So like you said, and that's that you just said mm-hmm. that you might, can't find your find it in something else. All right, but it's not God's identity towards us. Mm-hmm. But you still can find it in either way. Like for example, there's a Bible where it said not everybody's gonna be in the kingdom of God. Nobody, not even mm-hmm. Christian, because they're identifying themselves comfortably in their own sin. So let's just say a drug addict is like, yeah, I'm a drug addict and I'm okay with it. That's their identity because they claim it is their identity. They believe it is their identity. So I believe that you can find an identity, but it's not the right identity created yeah. for you. It's like false identity. Yes. Right. Yeah. Instead of true identity. Well, to a person, it's true for them. Right. But then because you. Because tr- us Christians are trying to intervene that identity. We're trying to show them a new way. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's just a Buddhist coming to you. It's like, these are our ways. You're supposed to be this way. We are created to be that way. So how will you convince somebody that already has a built structure? Okay. So like the Buddhists, they have their own structure, right? Like Hindus or whatever, atheists. They right. clean their face or whatever. They do the dearly prayer. And for them, that structure is that their identity. Mm-hmm. So... And it's true to them. So how are we as Christians showing them this is a false identity that you have? And that's, that's the, the tough part of, of, you know, talking to another person in religious format or somebody that already has their life structured in their own ways in their comfort form. Right. But is there a difference between your truth and the truth? Mm. There is a truth. Right. Yeah. But and so that's what I'm talking about when I say true identity. Mm-hmm. Is true identity in Christ, like the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. But the question was, can people find an identity mm-hmm. other than Christ? Which is a yes. Their mm-hmm. own identity. Their own identity. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm, I'm with the original. Mm-hmm. Not the... Is this the true identity? Mm-hmm. The question was, can you find an identity? Yes, you can. Right. The true, the true one? No, no you cannot find the truth one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the importance of talking about this. Because remember, we're talking about true identity. And the argument that Michael is bringing is very powerful because, yes, people, there's, there's millions of identities. Millions. People can adopt, like what you were saying, you know, people, whatever they like doing, it's unique to themselves. But I also totally agree that there is a true identity, like who you were created to be. Because let's say in your life, you start doing things, right? You start doing things because of different reasons and you adopt this identity. But what if that's not your true identity? What if if you've been living a lie? 
for so long and you thought that's what your identity was because this is this is something i wanted to bring up there's so much identity fluidity is what they call it today you know we've heard it like gender fluid um you know sexual uh orientation and really it just comes down, down to it being uh, identity fluid and what does fluid mean it's always changing one day you're one thing maybe tomorrow you'll be something else and that's what society is throwing at us today is that you can identify with anything i saw on instagram today it's crazy i saw this reel that said an old man identifies as a baby girl and snuck into a daycare it's crazy. <laughs> That is, that's crazy. That's a false identity, obviously. So people are identifying with so many things. But what, you know, what we're here to talk about is what is true identity? How do we define it? It's not about feeling. Because people says, I feel like I feel this. I feel that. Feelings come and go. Identity is not a feeling. Identity is conforming of who you are i have five fingers so I have i'm being i'm getting bald what i'm going to do uh, maybe find a solution but most likely i'm going to be bald mm -hmm. and you're in peace in what you are your identity so you're talking about accepting accepting that's part of who you are because most people adapt identities because either they were not accepted as a little kid, denied, rejected, abused. And with that trauma or anything, really, they tried to pickpocket some good things. And they are broken. They're broken people. They're mentally ill. But they're trying to find a thing, which they try to. That's why you, you see that with the youth. You see that even with old people. I don't know what that old man was thinking, but maybe he was like, I miss my mom. Mm. She died in some sort of way, but I miss being by her side. Maybe that trauma of losing her mo or his mother is just he wants to feel like a child. It's that, it's that little hints, it's those uh, details under the contract. And we just see, oh, the broad stroke of their picture, but there's something broken in them. And most people do not have time to even talk or discuss on why are they broken and how can we, you know, little by little make them feel in peace on who they are, what they are, and ultimately their true identity. Nobody has that time. Not even us. Mm -hmm. not, not, I'm gonna put shade to the Christian community right now. Not even us. We are too busy with our businesses, our clothing line, and too busy what pe other people think. And we're busy on growing the youth, growing our church, but we're not taking our time to disciple these people. Enough said. Wow, you, you just 
You just made a bucket right there. And nothing but net. Because you, you, you mentioned a word, discipleship. That is one of the pillars to discover your identity, is becoming a disciple. And being a disciple of Christ, it takes time. Like what you said in the beginning, it's not from one day to another. It took me, I've been a Christian for, man, 20 plus years now. And I feel like I've only discovered my true identity just maybe a few years ago. But for a good part of my, my life as a Christian, I struggled with my identity. I would let people put me down. I would try to act like someone I wasn't just to be accepted, even after being a Christian for many years. I, I felt like I needed a validation. What do you guys think about val validation from others? Man, <laughs> um, that's something I used to struggle with a lot when I was younger. Um, I think probably in the beginning of middle school, going into high school, like I just wanted to be part of like the cool kids club or whatever. And it was all about validation and val finding validation and people and friends and guys and so many unuseful things that the more I try to find my identity, I was just falling apart. Like people were like taking parts of me away and adding something that I wasn't. And I was in the same position too, like acting like someone I wasn't. Um, I know myself and God has been showing me who I am and all these things. And I love the way I am. And before, but before, you know, all that stuff, it was all about validation um, being known for being cool or chill or outgoing or very talkative and happy all the time. But it was really hard to meet those people's expectations because, man, you can only do so much. And when you're trying to please people, like you're just going to end up more broken. You're going to have a false identity and you're never going to know who you truly are until you step away from those things and like go into that secret room with God and start finding out who you really are, asking God who you are. But validation is something that this generation seeks after so much. Being um, part of the trend or being known for something is so in right now. And it's really sad because these people are so insecure. They're so broken and they don't know who they are. They're only comparing themselves to someone they see and trying to be like them. But that's not them. So, and to the add to the point of Emily, I believe this moment in time is a great time to do a re revolution, a reawakening, because you see a bunch of people lost, mm -hmm. not knowing who they are. The Jesus Revolution. Yeah, <laughs> plug that movie. Watch that movie, bro. <laughs> I don't care what every Christian says. Go watch that movie. Anyways, like. I forgot a revolution because everybody is so sensitive now. Everyone either tried LSD, tried crystals, tried every other religion except Christ. Yes, I was literally talking to my friend about that today. Um, I was telling her, I'm like, you realize how all these young people will give into everything but Christ because they don't like being told what to do. They don't like being told that they need to change their lifestyles and repent of their sins because they're so comfortable in what they're doing and the parties and the drugs and the fornication that they don't want to give that up 
And so that's why so many young people deny Christ because they feel like God condemns them for what they do, but in reality, He's really trying to save them, you know, from what's to come. So. And it's also like how society portrays Christianity and how Christians portray Christianity. That's right. You know? And so I, I heard someone, I forgot who it was, a celebrity, who was like, well, I wouldn't call myself a religious person. He was just kind of like backing away from it because society would condemn Christianity for how they've seen it portrayed. So I think we can talk about now how, how, does, how do people discover their true identity? Um, you know, we talked about what false identity kind of is and being fluid, just being changing every day. I feel like true identity brings solidity to your life. Like you become solid, you become grounded. And I feel like that's the important thing of discipleship. Because there's another word that goes with discipleship is affirmation, being affirmed. And I think in my case, it was until I started to discover the love of the Father. Because, you know, when I became Christian, I knew about Jesus, right? I think, I think the first person you meet out of the Trinity, obviously, is Jesus, right? And I, in my case, the next person I started to know was the Holy Spirit. I was baptized in the Spirit. I think it took me six years to be baptized in the spirit and i felt so bad because everyone around me was being baptized in the spirit people were talking in tongues i i would go to conferences people were baptized in the spirit they had special services at church where they said oh we're gonna pray for the holy spirit today for you to be baptized and people would pray for me it was those uh late night services that would end like around like man i think one time it was at six in the morning and someone would be praying and praying and praying for me and Everyone around me received it except for me. And I remember going home depressed, being a Christian. I would go home depressed because I felt like I wasn't good enough to receive the Holy Spirit. And I struggled for years until one day finally happened. I was baptized in the Spirit and I was filled with the Spirit. But then I still struggled with identity until I started to experience the love of the Father. See, the thing is, I knew I was saved. I knew I was filled with the Spirit, but I was lacking one thing. And it was the revelation that I was a son. That's what brought identity to me. When I realized that I am a son of God, the sonship. When you, when you start getting to know the love of the Father, and He brings that reality to you that you are a son, you are a daughter of God, boom. That's your identity right there. And, and that brings solid foundation to your Christian life. Nothing can shake you. I can relate to that a lot because um, for a while, I was like, you know, struggling with my identity and whatnot. And I was, um, you know, trying to ask God, like, God, how can I feel secure? Because I felt very insecure. You know, I was like, okay, I need a way for me to feel secure of who I am, you know, of um, who God wants me to be. And so for a long time, I was just asking God, how can I find my identity? And I think my mom told me, like, I didn't ask her directly, how, how can I find my identity? I know it was a process. And she just goes, you know, like, like, once you realize who you are, you know, to God, like, that cannot, like, that cannot change you. Or, like, that cannot have you think 
otherwise of yourself. I'm like, and she just told me, she's like, you're just, you're a son of God, you know, you're a son of God, you're a prophet, you know, you're a man used by God. I'm like, dang, that is so true, man. Like, like, cause God has spoken to me, you know, prior to this, I'm like, God has spoken to me so many times. He's showing me visions, dreams, and you know, I've heard his voice and for some reason, I still had that lack of identity, but I'm like, but I'm a son of God, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm a man of God. And, you know, when I realized that, you know, I, I definitely feel that secureness. I'm like, dude, like, I'm this person. I'm a son of God. I'm a joyful person. Um, I'm a caring person. I'm a loving person, you know. And even though I have my flaws, you know, God is still working with me. Um, you know, like, feeling that secureness, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. And I think that's how people are going to truly know when they are, um, what their identity is. You know, when they feel so secured about themselves that nothing can truly, no word, no person can ever um, tremble them, I guess I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're kind of like, like shaky. shaky, yeah, you're shocked. You know, no work can shake them or anything um, because they know who they are. They are son or daughter of God, you know. And that's literally enough for you to... Um, feel that secureness and a lot of people you know say like christians like i know i'm a son of god i know i'm a daughter of god but see there's a difference it's knowing and having that revelation that revelation that you are who you are and it's just it's a beautiful thing you know because it's, it's just powerful yeah. what is what is a revelation what is that Time and revelation meaning uh, a vision. Maybe you see something. I usually, when I was a kid, I was told, like, you're good for nothing, you're this and that and that. And I believe in those lies. And then that became my identity. And I have proof. I have my failing grades and all that stuff till one person says, nah, you can do it. So I was like, all right, I study, I do my math and all, whatever. And she opened my mind. And sorry, what was the question? Sorry, I got well, no, You're on a good track if you yeah. want to continue that. Yeah, I just want to be on point with the, the mm-hmm. question. Uh, what, what's a revelation? Like for the audience to know, what is a revelation? So, anyways, I knew I identified me as like this dumb kid that's good for nothing and this bastard because I was a father's kid. So imagine that these titles and putting that on you and not knowing who you are and you close yourself and you and then for me I just walk alone. There's there's a moment that I need to say I need to be alone. So I walk. I walk around the block, I don't know, walk around the the park and I talk to God. Say, God, who am I? And God legit shows you visions of what you are. Not at the moment, but what the possibility that you can be if you take away those titles that has been put onto you. Like, it's like you're good for nothing. Take that away and put that. You are great. You're, you're that. You can all those grades that you might be failing at this moment, you're not my graduate at this point, and even your counselor says, I'm worried about you in life. At that point, you just say, all right, let me get, 
let me let me walk and process sometimes we don't take moment to process anything and i'm telling you right now i don't know who am i talking to you you have to be alone with christ you know who christ is you know who you are but you're failing in life you feel that all these titles that has been placed in you and you put that as your identity i'm telling you right now as one brother to another because i know you're a guy those titles are not identified towards you god has something great in your life there's moments that you're crying alone in the in your room But God is there. He just waiting for you. And I get, I'm get, <laughs> I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but God has something great for you. And I cannot wait to shake your hand. Sorry. I, I cannot wait until we meet face to face, whoever you are, and hug you. Because I think this is a revelation to you. That you are loved, that you are taken care of. And no matter whatever anybody says to you, no matter what obstacle, God is always by your side. Enough said. I can't, I can't go on. You know, those of you watching us right here uh, in the studio, why not? Here in the studio, I can feel the presence of God. We're living right now the presence of God right here where we are. Uh, because oh, I feel like this topic is so necessary. You guys, like, I, I see all over social media, you know, people... And literally, they identify with whatever thing is going on, whatever is trending, whatever, oh, man, the words, the words that people say, the names that people call us. We've been called so many names, the titles, like what Michael was saying. And man, what Michael said is until you break the power of those names, those titles, those words, that's when you will truly start to discover your identity when you break what people have said about you if they called you names in school a bastard or stupid or dumb good for nothing useless you need to break those names and i feel like someone is going to watch this video and it's going to impact their life they're going to be changed amen good pause <laughs> good pause yeah, so also I think that it's important for um, those leaders out there, you know, youth pastors, youth leaders that are struggling with um, just anything that's causing them to kind of doubt their identity. There was one thing that I want to clarify. Being a pastor, that's not your true identity. That is, I would say, maybe like, like a... 
uh, a jewel. It's like jewelry. It's like something that adorns your identity. It's kind of part of it, but it's not the real thing. Because I know some pastors say, man, if I'm never a pastor again, that's it. I'm done. My life is over. No, if I were to stop being a youth pastor like tomorrow, my life continues. Because, again, the true identity that we've discovered is being sons and daughters of God. That's it. Once you discover that, everything else is just a channel. It's just uh, talents, you know, callings, purposes. But your true identity is what you should never lose, being a son and a daughter of God. Don't ever forget that. So if you're a youth pastor out there and you've been kind of struggling, maybe you haven't seen growth or you haven't seen, uh, you know, what God wants, wants to do with you. Let me tell you something. Maybe you're feeling like you don't want to be a pastor anymore. Let me just speak some faith into you. I think this last Sunday we talked about what true faith is. And what God showed me is this, is that faith is literally a piece of God in us. So when you received Christ, when you were born again, God took a piece of himself and deposited it in you. That is faith because faith is God's. Literally, it's a piece of him. It's a measure of himself in you. That's why you can believe because Christ put that faith in you. So faith is still there. It hasn't left you. All you need to do is reactivate it. Take it. Pick it up again. Maybe you left it in the corner of your room. Pick up that faith. Take it, no matter how small it might be, and keep going. Keep fighting. Keep striving to see that dream that you want to see. Keep climbing that mountain. And I know that if you continue trusting, believing in God, you're going to discover more than ever who you really are. You're a child of God. You're a son, a daughter of God. And God has purposes, plans, and a calling for your life. So don't abort it. Don't leave it. Continue or pray to God, Lord, you know, what path you want me to take? And I know that God is going to show you. So that is what I pray for God to show you the way, to show you the path that he wants you to take. So I think that, I don't know, what do you guys think? Should we do a part two? I don't know, man. Because <laughs> next episode, we were talking about maybe talking about false prophets, yes. uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that? Yes. Good. Yeah. Good. Throw some shade. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, this guy wants to be controversial. I don't want to be controversial. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in again. We'll see you in the next episode. Remember, we are on Spotify, we are on Apple Podcasts, and now on YouTube. Like, subscribe, also follow us on Instagram. That's movement youth underscore MN. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Everyone say goodbye.